Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Whether you're a brand, large business, small business or an individual you need customers and the chances are some of your potential customers are probably listening to this podcast right now from history when napoleon laid boulogne for a year politics if that person is poor it's a bad neighborhood then you have the disproportionate police brutality which is meted out instantly at people of colour. Culture. Had they written it that Chris called an ambulance for hours straight away and we wouldn't have learned about the severity of alcohol withdrawal either. Well done to the writers. Thank you for making a wonderful podcast, but I'd give Rotherham a miss. (laughs) (laughs) The Rotherham Tourist Board. Geekdom. The flag is a graphic symbol, not a verbal symbol. Why don't we just write France on the flag? I mean, we laugh when you think of putting a country's name on a flag. Society or music. Young people began to turn away from their parents' ethics and their style of dress, and they began to dance to a new type of music. Royfield Brown's podcasts are downloaded just under 100,000 times a month. So putting your message here could well be worth it. If you have something to sell or promote, why not email Royfield at gmail.com and hear your product or service promoted. All right. Yeah, I know. Mr. Pop. It's the last day of the year and uh, we have another special 10 American Presidents episode for you. You'll remember that on our Facebook group, 
we asked the question, what alternative American history scenario would you like our friends at the Twilight Histories to produce for us? Laura Jackson asked if they could create an alternative history where the US didn't purchase Alaska. So that is the subject of today's excellent look into alternative history. It's created by Devon Field. It's entitled Russian Alaska. Enjoy. At the end of the show, you will have um, a snippet of the next 10 American President podcast, which is going to be the election of 1960 with the excellent author and presidential historian David Petrusha. So stay around for that. The theater outside provides one northern sunstruck scene after another. The window lighting up with imagery cast in the crisp, cold air. It's been like this ever since you crossed the border, since you left the state of Washington behind, and then the westernmost reaches of Canada, heading north. You had boarded this train in Seattle, found the carriage still gleaming and new, the coastal mountains flowing past, spectacular, the ocean cutting into the wooded land on your left in coves and inlets, little secrets of this coast that are revealed to you only fleetingly before dropping away. Your destination is just ahead. The train station you are now approaching is a magnificent work of neo-Byzantine design, that of Constantine Ton himself, architect of so much that catches your eye in this city rolling past. Novo Arkhangelsk, new archangel. Novo Novo Arkhangelsk, you chuckle inwardly to yourself. When the influx had come, a mainland location had been felt to be more appropriate than that of the community which originally bore the name. The train slows, and as it enters the station, you gasp. What you're seeing is the face with which the city turns to welcome its new arrivals, and it is, undeniably, an impressive one. The space is cavernous, but scarcely any of its walls go unadorned by rich mosaics. Scarcely any untouched by the Tsar's wealth. You step down onto the platform and stand transfixed. Some of the images are unfamiliar to you. Rulers, heroes, and scenes from Russian history. Saints from the Orthodox Church. Others you do recognize. Just ahead is a city being sacked, perhaps Constantinople. Next to it is what you are fairly sure is a towering patriarch innocent, and nearby an even more towering Nicholas II, a youngish-looking man, hair neatly parted on the left, a thin mustache and hint of beard, his clothing martial and grand. Expression oddly pensive. Between the bustle of the station and your preoccupation with its decor, you are in a state of deep distraction, not at all conscious of the man hovering next to you. Not until he coughs 
and speaks your name. Mr. Davis? Ambassador Richard Davis? You blink. Yes? You turn away from your contemplation of the mosaics. Yes, that's me. You turn towards him. Him being the neatly dressed little man who now stands next to you. His hand extended. You take it. And you must be Farnham, yes? My office told me you would be here, but I was just... You trail off a moment, gesturing behind you at the walls. I was just surprised. He nods. New Archangel is not the sleepy town we once talked of buying. All these people, all this money, it is the jewel of the continent. Or if not now, then soon. You give him a somewhat skeptical smile, one he meets with a knowing look. You'll see. You can hardly believe what you see as the carriage rolls through the city. You'd been informed of the situation before you left. You had, of course, followed events in the newspapers these past years and studied the history behind them. You'd followed the threads. You knew that the Russian Tsar had squeezed out every bit of financial advantage that he could. After his defensive military successes on the Crimean Peninsula, had led to further, more offensive ones against the Ottomans and others. Then Nicholas I had gleefully devoured what the beleaguered French and British sides had left on the table, and that his empire, previously thought to be going into decline, had flowered anew. But not for everyone. No, not for everyone at all. You stare out at row after row of grand, imperious buildings, each one more conspicuous in its expression of affluence than the last. You had done the reading, but it had not prepared you for this. Farnham allows you to absorb it all, just pointing out the occasional landmark as you pass. There is the Novo Arkhangelsk Theatre, the exquisite home of what you understand to be a quite remarkable orchestra. And there is the bridge of St. Sergius. There is the Epiphany Cathedral, perhaps the largest Orthodox cathedral in the world, you have been told. And there is the palace. You are not going there now. Farnham clears his throat. He tips his chin towards the window and begins to speak. It isn't easy to take in, is it? You nod in assent, your eyes following what you take to be another palace, the approach flanked by Egyptian statuary. He continues. They know that here, and they revel in it. They wield their flourishing like a blunt object. You should know that. As he speaks, the carriage turns to follow the edges of a vast square, a perfect space for political rallies. Perfect, you think, for a military march. Please understand that this is not the end, Farnham says. New Russia has not yet flowered. 
What I need you to realize is that it is yet to fully bloom. They're serious then, you ask him. They're serious about their offer. Oh yes, he answers. They are quite serious. A similar offer has been made to the British. In fact, it has already been accepted. Then you mean? He nods grimly. Yes, the final arrangements have been made in Ottawa. All previously British lands west of the Rocky Mountains are to be Russian. The two of you settle into silence for a bit as the carriage rolls on. At the hotel, you pause to refresh yourself and to think over what you've seen and heard. Back in Washington, D.C., your briefing had left you feeling fully confident in yourself and your mission. Now that you're here, though, some of that certainty has ebbed away. You recall your meeting with the Secretary of State, how he told you about the Russian offer to purchase Washington and Oregon, how he'd said that he and President McKinley had laughed about it. The Tsar's thirst for otters must be absolutely unquenchable, they joked. But here, among all this newly constructed splendor, and in light of the news that the British had already sold land, the idea seemed distinctly less absurd. Not that you were here to pursue it. You doubt that McKinley would think much of that. You're here to shake hands. You're here to prop open every door with a smile and the amiable assurance that yes, of course, all things were possible, even if they weren't. Especially if they weren't. You give yourself one last look in the mirror. You are ready for the palace. The carriage is waiting for you downstairs, but no sign of Farnham. Some business must have pulled him away, but surely he'll meet you there. Your hands flutter nervously about your tie and collar, and then rest on your lap as new Archangel parades past. It's a short ride. And before you can force yourself to fully relax, it's over. Hands are pulling open the door on your side. Faces speak greetings you scarcely register. You're bustled through the ornate exterior doors and up the stairs within. Masterpieces in marble keeping step with you on either side. A series of well-dressed waitstaff juggling your way along one corridor after another. It's all just this way, sir, and just over here, please. And you have very little idea of where you are or what direction you're heading. But then a last set of doors gives way before you, and you're announced to the high ceiling space on the other side. Its walls as bedecked with wealth as the people who swirl within them. You've honestly never seen anything like it. You receive a glass of wine, then a barrage of cheerful greetings, a second glass, and you're being toured about the room with a Russian prince at your side. Or at least, you think that's who he is. You manage to break away at some point another half glass in, and swim towards the balcony. 
It is all so hard to take in. You feel exhausted by the train ride and badly disoriented by this place. You knew of it before you came, of how unrest in Russia had caused the imperial elite to flee their homes and flood this distant outpost. How they'd brought along as much of their treasure and comforts as they could manage. Clearly, as much as they could manage was a great deal. Enough to outshine anything you have ever seen before. You need a moment, but you're not going to get it. Another introduction. It's the Emperor himself. The Tsar. He's gripping your hand tightly before you've even managed to fully extend it. With his other hand, patting you on the side in an affectionate way. You can see Farnham over his shoulder, his face a little concerned. You miss what the Tsar is saying. Your Majesty, you manage. It's an honor, but he waves away your further politeness, cutting across it with a jovial stream of words as he spins you toward the view outside and gestures expansively, his hand taking in the city and waters before you and then running off along the ocean's edge until it disappears. A Russian coast, he booms, from north to south. Can you picture it? You need only nod. You can. You certainly can. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Can you imagine if this country elects a Democratic House and elects Dick Nixon, Republican President of the United States? And then Lyndon Johnson and Sam Rayburn go over to meet with him and sit down with Dick Nixon? Who in 1954 called me a liar? Well, in 1958, it's an off-year election. And you've got John F. Kennedy, senator from Massachusetts, first-term senator. He's running for re-election. And he's run previously on the national stage in 1956 as a candidate for the vice presidency. Adlai Stevenson, the Democratic candidate, known as the Hamlet of American politics, had played the Hamlet act once again and said, well, I'm not going to decide who the vice president is. You guys do it. You delegates do it. And Jack Kennedy throws his hat in the ring and loses narrowly to a crime-busting United States senator named Estes Kefauver. So he's been on the national stage in 56. In 1958, he's running for re-election. And he had run and won in 1952 by a very narrow margin. So he's got to prove he's a vote-getter. And he wins in a tremendous landslide in 58 and is often running to the races for 1960. He's got the team in place and he's going to go national. Richard Nixon is running and not running in 1958. He's not running for re-election to the vice presidency or any other office. But what he's doing is he's going out, something he does actually fairly well, although it doesn't work out very well that year, to help other Republicans running for office. It doesn't work in 58. Every so often you get these bloodbath years in American politics where the, the party, one party or another, gets wiped out. And 1958 is a very bad year for the Republicans. And what that means is that Richard Nixon, vice president of the United States, is going to catapult to the top of the heap for running in 1960 because the competition has been pretty much wiped out. The talent after Dwight Eisenhower is gone. And it's like maybe you say, well, isn't it the natural thing that the vice president would move up? Not at all, because a vice president had not moved up since Martin Van Buren had replaced Andrew Jackson in the 1840s. So Richard Nixon gets a jump up. Jack Kennedy gets a jump up in 1958. Dwight Eisenhower had not picked Richard Nixon to be the vice president. That was done in the back room, led basically by Thomas E. Dewey, who was the leader of the Eastern Establishment Republican Party. And Eisenhower goes along with it. And the relationship is going fine for, oh, several weeks. And then Richard Nixon runs into the uh, uh, slush fund scandal or lead scandal, which he has to talk his way out of with the checkers broadcast. And Dwight Eisenhower is perfectly fine to throw him overboard. He's willing to throw him overboard as vice president in 1956 when he makes the offer to uh, Nixon, why don't you leave the ticket? You can have any, any job you want in the administration except for the good ones, except for Secretary of State, except for Secretary of the Treasury. Why don't you get off the ticket? That might even help you become president. 
And Nixon is like, and no, I think I'll stay. I think I'll take my chances here. But all through the election process of 1960, you see a very, very awkward dance between Richard Nixon and Dwight Eisenhower. And Eisenhower is very loath to even mention Nixon's name in speeches or in, in comments in press conferences. And this goes on all through the convention, all, all through the convention, all through the general election. And it, it's very, very noticeable. One of the uh, sorriest moments for Richard Nixon in the entire campaign is during that ill-fated first debate with Jack Kennedy, when Sandra Van Oker of NBC News says, um, oh, about a month ago, there was a press conference with Dwight Eisenhower, and he was asked, name one decision uh, that Richard Nixon has helped you make as president. And Eisenhower said, um, I'll get back to you on that. And he never did. And, and Nixon had to dance around what that meant. And so it was a, not exactly a team effort. It wasn't exactly like Teddy Roosevelt backing William Howard Taft for the presidency in 1908 and installing him as, as the crown prince and the designated successor. Did mention this on the last podcast, but we are now on Patreon. Well, we were there before years ago, but I have dusted off a new account. Quite simply, if you'd like to um, have 10 American presidents every month, why don't you contribute to us on Patreon? Simply go to Patreon, type in one and zero, so 10, and then spell out American presidents, and uh, you can contribute to become one of the patrons of the show. Some of the uh, perks are that you'll get your name basically on every podcast as a supporter of the podcast and even have the ability and even have the opportunity to sponsor a show. So go on to patreon.com and support the podcast. That's it. That's us done for 2020. Probably one of the worst years in the last 50 years plus of human existence. But um, as I've been saying to everybody, there's only one way and that way is up. I will try and get out with a bit of luck the um, election of 1960 before the inauguration of uh, President Biden. And then in February, you'll have part two of Reagan. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 